With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Titans Tom Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. And we're here for the game reaction after the New England Patriots game. And, you know, with the injuries, it sort of went about as expected uh, until the Patriots ran away with it. The The final score really does not reflect how close this game actually was yeah for the majority of the game it, it was pretty close and then at the end they kind of ran away with it uh but we'll we'll get into all of that um uh, go ahead and tell everyone how they can support the show it's really simple go check out our merch all you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all check out our hoodies shirts short sleeve short sleeve and long sleeve phone cases, all kinds of different stuff. We would really appreciate that. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, whether it be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, make sure you're following the show on there. Leave us a comment and rate us five stars. We really appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button, make sure that it's gray. If it's red, click it, turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video or when we go live. Again, said this last video, we're going to try and do that more. And we're trying to hit anywhere from 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of the year. If we're going to do that, we're going to have to go on a run. We're going to have to get hot and start picking up steam. If you like the video, leave a like on the video. We appreciate that a lot. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans. And leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts on this game because while it's fun us going back and forth talking about what we think, we also want to know what our fans think. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear what I have to say. So <laughs> also make sure you're following us on social media, um, on Twitter, Titans underscore time, on Facebook, Titans time, and on Instagram, Titans time podcast. Um, so the 36 to 13 win for the Patriots, um, this is basically – this final score just pretty much shows the Titans turning the ball over late in the game uh, as it started to get away from them. Um, probably a little bit of a combination of trying to quickly put some points on the board. Ryan Tannehill starting to make some bad decisions at times when he might be trying to force something to put some points on the board. Um a little bit more aggressive play calling, you know, a combination of different things. But it was a close game up until that point. Yeah, towards the end of the game, you could tell that the defense also just kind of seemed gassed. Uh, I know, I believe it was uh, Damian Harris who had the last touchdown yeah. for 
the Patriots. And by that time, the Titans had a lot of their starters out on defense. I mean, they had their backups in because they knew the game was out of reach. It was done. So that was kind of a garbage time touchdown. And that takes it back. You know, that would have took it back to 29 to 13. And even before that, the touchdown that the Patriots got to Bourne, it was his second of the day. The tackling and angles that the Titans took was just so piss poor. I mean, you could tell, I don't know if the Titans defense just got tired from how much, basically how much they've been out on the field the past couple of weeks or what. And again, we kept putting them in bad positions, asking them to stop the Patriots on short fields, keep us in the game. And for the most part, they did. You know, they, they did their part. They kept making the Patriots settle for field goals or even a couple times forced them to have to punt. And the offense just couldn't capitalize. Like you said, the turnovers, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, I think the defense definitely played another great game. Um, I mean, there's obviously things here and there that you can pick on, but why would you when the majority of things are on the offensive side of the ball? And you expect that uh, being just as beat up as they are, pretty much the only place you can really say that they have the the strength of that they did when they started the season is at quarterback and even there what what is his I mean what what is his strength without having the pieces around him so the offense overall is just kind of beat down and I mean the one thing that you can take away from this game um, is that I mean the pass game and at least looks like there is some hope there in the pass game? Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't have – it wasn't awful. It wasn't terrible. It was do, do you know serviceable. How many, do you know how many pass yards Tannehill had? It, it, what I'm saying is it was serviceable alongside the run game, which was great. Like, without A.J., without Julio, when your number one wide receiver is Nick Westbrook, it should look worse than that at the beginning of the game. It should look worse than that. Okay, it, it should. so – that's the key thing you said at the beginning of the game because Tannehill started out pretty hot connecting with his receivers, keeping the chains moving. Yeah, I I mean, when the game, when it comes down to the end of the game and the Titans are starting to fall behind, that's when things started looking bad. I mean, that's when the mistakes really started to happen. You had the fumbles, um, the one specifically by... Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, not Hilliard, but uh, Foreman. Foreman. You had the, I mean, on a huge play that would have set them up in really, really good field position. Well, it would have gotten them right back into the game because I believe at that time the score was um, maybe 22 to 13. Yeah, and, and I mean that's a mistake that didn't come from the past no, game. It, it may have been 19. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think it was that out of reach. But that's a score that uh, I think nineteen to thirteen is right. That that's a, a mistake that didn't come from the pass game. Um, Nick Westbrook, he was looking good. He was catching some passes, and I mean they didn't go to the pass just a whole lot because the run game was working. And I agree with something that you told me before we started recording is that they they started to go to the pass more than they should have in the red zone. Um, but, I mean, it didn't look terrible at the times that they did have to go to it. Nick Westbrook was looking good. Anthony Ferkser is – I am not. I don't even want to talk about him anymore because 
I, I don't know what has happened to him. Remember but when we thought were, he was going to be the tight end one? Yeah, yeah. But the, I guess what I am trying to say, what I'm trying to emphasize, is that without AJ and without Julio, and basically everyone that you thought was going to be the key pieces of this offense at the beginning of the season, there were still some moments where things looked good. There were flashes. You still – I mean, I'm going to be a little bit critical this game. I'll be honest. I feel a little bit better knowing that the Colts ended up losing. That makes this not as hard. And I want to point out right I mean, quick, did you ex- expect to come in and win this game? I did. Why? I, I told Why? you that Why I did. do you do that to yourself? Because I told you in our preview – that usually when the Titans' backs are against the wall... Okay, and all the, I'm going to make wait, this well, point no, again. No, We've look, talked... When their backs are against the wall and when all the odds are stacked against them and it's a game they should not win, Vrabel finds a way to rally this team and they usually win. They were 6-0 and coming off losses. I'm sure you've seen that in the game when they mentioned that. So... I, I had reason to believe that they could come in and win this game because everybody was counting them out. And, again, they shot themselves in the foot. You look at the last two weeks, it is hard to beat teams when your turnover differential in the last – or when you've had nine turnovers in the last two games combined. I, I just don't – now, before I get to that point even – I'm going to make this point on the podcast because this is something I said to you before we even started recording. This was earlier today, but I feel like it needs to be. To, uh, I feel like it's a point I need to make on here. You're the whole reasoning behind that. This is a team that when they're the underdogs, when the odds are against them, they win. I get what you're saying about Vrabel, but this is not even with the amount of injuries that they have and with the. But the guys that were out there, I mean, look at look at these guys and who's out there. It's Cody Hollister and it's uh, Buster Scrine on defense and all of these other guys that have been called up from the practice squad. And we found it looks like some gems, honestly. Hilliard is looking fantastic, and I think that he's going to be a part of the team going forward even when Derrick Henry comes back, or I think he should be. Um, this is not the Titans team that, has done those things in the past. This is a combination of whoever you can find that's not on a team that can go out and play on Sunday that can be a body. This is, okay. So that's why and, I'm saying you can't expect that team to go out and do the same thing that the actual Titans team that was not beat down, was not completely disassembled and all on IR, did when their backs were against the wall. For the majority of the game, were the Titans in this game and having chances to take the lead? Yes. Okay, so that that's all I need to know because Vrabel had them ready to go. It was mental mistakes of not keeping the ball high and tight and protecting it when you're running through the line when Hilliard had hit his fumble. He made up for it the next possession when he come back. And let's just let's call a spade a spade here. The Titans were just trying to get to halftime, essentially. They'd done the the draw play that usually never works because Tannehill had almost thrown an interception. So they do the draw play, and Hilliard just so happens to turn on the Jets and gets in the end zone. Right. And, and Now, here's what I'm going to say. Then, hang on. These mistakes well, that took the Titans out of the game, 
you're more prone to make those when you have guys. There's a reason they weren't on rosters. There's a reason that they weren't playing on okay. Sundays. But if you have been in in this building and on the team for the last couple of weeks, I know Hilliard is an exception because they just got called up last week, but you have Foreman. He breaks off this huge run. You know that you have defensive backs trying to chase you down, and you know that they are taught to try and knock the ball out, and you're running with the ball loosely up the field. Huge gain. I mean, would have had momentum majorly on our side. And you let the defender knock it out, and you just you can't have that. I'm not even really going to count the Titans' last turnover because that was garbage time. Uh, blessing game fumbled it. You know that that one doesn't really count. The Ryan Tannehill interception. He should have never been in that position anyway. We're down in the red zone. You mentioned this earlier, and I went back. I, I got to thinking about this when I was watching the game. The first down run that Foreman had, he had the outside. If he would have cut it outside, he had the touchdown. But he cut it back inside. Got down to like three-yard line. The next run, there was another gap that opened to his left side. He could have gotten it in. Missed the gap. And then the Titans threw on the next two plays. Basically, on the third down, you had to ask. You were asking Pruitt just to make a hell of a catch. And uh, yeah. It... it, it the it just didn't happen fourth down didn't like the play call you don't at, but you don't run it on fourth down in the red zone okay i'm gonna put it this way as far as the titans not getting it and the ball being turned over that was the worst way it could have happened because the patriots got a touchback bring the ball out to the 20 versus say if you try and run it and don't get it you're still looking at them being at the one or two yard line. Maybe you get a safety. Maybe. Or the way they have been stopping the run, maybe the Patriots try and run the ball and you stuff them because Byard, there were a couple times he shot the gaps and was in the backfield waiting for that running back. So I'm going to go back to a, the, a point that you were making just a second ago about Foreman and him missing those gaps. So the, the point that I'm going to make on that is that if a team could have picked him up and gave him a couple of weeks of coaching and made him into a player that doesn't fumble those like he does on the uh, on the long run that finds those gaps that makes those plays it, he's an NFL player at that point and somebody would have had him on their team they would have coached he's him an, up to he's that he's an NFL player anyway but he would not have made it to the point where the Titans picked him up if he could have been coached up in a couple of weeks and been that caliber of running back. So this is what I'm saying, is that the Titans were in an unfortunate situation where they, I mean, what is even the number at this point? I think you should know you're normally the guy that has those. Uh, how many active, just, How many players they've had play? Yeah, yeah. 84. 84. This number that is just completely, like, I don't, I'd like to know how that stacks up against other teams in the in the NFL right now. Right now, uh, no other team's close. No other team and is close. I'm just say, I have to hit on this right quick. The national media, specifically Good Morning Football, normally they do pretty good about giving the Titans love or talking about them. They are coming out after all the injuries the Titans have had this season, how many people they have on IR, 
and want to paint the narrative that the Packers are in worse shape injury-wise than the Titans are. Like, I, I don't even know how you I, can. I don't think you can say that just because of the, the number. Just honestly look at the caliber of players that the Titans do not have on offense. Right. But getting back to the Titans, yeah, so, so I, what, I, I, I get what you're saying. What I'm about, saying is that they – now I'm not trying to put excuses out for anything. I know that it completely sounds like that. But what I'm saying is that I'm completely fine with the way that this game went because – of the situation that they're in. I mean, it sucks. There's no excuses for it. Like, you go out and you try to win that game, obviously, just like you should every Sunday, every time you go and play a game. But there are all these injuries, and they're having to put together this team of different people and pick someone up here and pick someone up here, fill this spot, fill this spot. I mean, it's like they're slapping, you know, the side of a sinking ship with duct tape or flex seal. And it's just... I fully expected them, this game, to go the way that it did, make it into the bye week, limp into the – literally limp into the bye week, and let's see what life is like after that. And I get where you're coming from. I do want you to understand where I'm coming from, though, because the Titans – we've seen practice footage of how they're telling these guys – you know, they put, like, the rope on the ball, and they're having them run, and they're tugging at the ball. They put them through drills to make to have them remember high and tight. Do not let that ball get away from your body where someone can punch it out. And I understand everyone. You know we're humans. They're going to make mistakes. There's going to be times where you know the defender just makes a great play. But when you're running down the field like that, and you know you have, even if you switch the ball to your left arm, that could have been the biggest difference maker. Right there, because you keep it in your right arm. J.C. Jackson's coming up. You know he's going to be punching at the ball because this Patriots defense is very good at creating turnovers. And it's just those mental errors that could have been avoided. Even going back to uh, the first of the game, when the Titans went three and out on their first drive, Kern had an absolute bomb of a punt to completely flip the field, and there was a penalty. Illegal formation. The Titans had to re-punt it, and he didn't get as good of a punt this time. And it's it let the Patriots start their first drive on the Titans' side of the field. I mean, that's something you can't do. And if we have any Patriots fans watching this, I'm going to make this comment, and I don't I don't want them to take it the wrong way. But I don't know that this Patriots team is as hot or as necessarily good as people think they are. I believe if the Titans, if these teams meet again down the road and the Titans are fully healthy, I don't think this Patriots team hangs with them. I I, I mean, you can definitely say that because once the Titans are healthy, if they get healthy, and these teams happen to be in the playoffs, I mean, it's going to be a much different story. But the big, they're the hottest team in football right now. I mean, the, the Patriots are the hottest team in football right now. And I think that – I don't know. I don't, even, uh, with, again, even with even with AJ, AJ Brown, 
I think the Patriots would have won this game. I, I don't know. That that's tough. Because because I mean I, they're just they're playing really good right now. Now, weeks ahead in the playoffs, Titans are healthy. Patriots are not sitting right in the middle of this hot streak that they have been on. Different story. That's well, and, and so again, that's why I'm saying you can definitely say that because I think the Titans. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to tell the future, you know. Right. But I think the Titans definitely have a chance. And, and there. I, I don't. Again, I don't want this to be misinterpreted because, and I know this can get confusing. Yes, as of right now, the this Patriots team is the hottest team in the NFL. They they have a six game win streak, as of now. But my point is, the Titans come in. You're basically w- kind of saying, okay, I see. You've got this six game winning streak right here. However many games it, I think it's six. You know. You're basically kind of saying, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, I'm saying that, no, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. I, I'm saying that, I'm still saying they're a good team. You can say it. You can say it. Pump, pump <laughs> Look, the brakes. You have a rookie quarterback. It, 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 that's another thing. Which he played a great game. Oh today. yeah, for sure. I mean, some of those throws he made were awesome. Yeah, like, and he missed a couple throws that would have been Hunter Henry. I'm gonna just say he cooked Byard when Byard was on man coverage on him, and Mac Jones just missed the touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it, it's simple as that. But that that is kind of what I'm getting at, is this Patriots team is the hottest team in the NFL, but the Titans with a bunch of practice squad guys or lower depth chart guys were in this game for the majority of the game. Yeah, I mean, and, I would say what till the middle of the third quarter. That's when it started really uh, getting. No, it head. was it was even into the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, really, Foreman's fumble was the biggest game changer because I went back and checked the score. It was nineteen to thirteen at that time. The Titans were driving. He had that big run. You know, had he not have fumbled, if the Titans go down and score a touchdown there and take the lead, you know, that could be all the momentum swing that they needed. Not to mention we have trouble in our kicking game. Yeah, again. yeah and, bad day to have that. Uh, Randy Bullock doinks an extra point I'm off just, of the crossbar. I'm just going to chalk it, it up as a, just a bad day. I, it, it was a day we couldn't afford. Yeah. From, but, because that that's four extra points there. Yeah, but, I mean, that would have really made it, made a difference here to the final score. But I think it's a good time to go into our best bets segment uh, presented by DraftKings. And Thanksgiving is over, but you can still be thankful for some free bets. Um, all you got to do is use promo code TPPN. Um, and if the sports book is not available in your state, you can still get in on some NFL action, uh, make your deposit, and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. Just use promo code TPPN. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So... I'm trying to remember what your bets were um, for this so game. I, I did have Tannehill under 21 and a half um, completions. You said under 21 and under a half. Under 21 and a half Okay, so you hit on that. I don't know what number he – Okay, he, so he, he had 11 completions. Oh, dear God. 
That's what I'm saying. So things you, looked better in the first half. Though, that, that's why the, I was asking. If you were talking about how this past game looked, Tannehill's stats for this game, he was 11 for 21 for 93 yards. Things looked good, though. <laughs> like, at the beginning of the game, things looked good. I don't... At, after we get through this segment, I'll hit... I want to go back and talk about Tannehill some more. Uh, and what was your other bet that you threw out there? You know, that's a great question. Do you I, have your notes anywhere handy? No, I don't have them with me. Oh, and my that's gosh. Why... You know what? You... I, I know who it was. You had the Patriots. Oh, Ramondre Stevenson has an anytime touchdown score. Yes, and he did not score. Yeah, he did not score. So that's so, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll take 50%. Um, that I had... puts me at, what, 6 out of 20? I believe that's six out of ten. I believe so. All right. Hey, that's not terrible. So, I said the Titans were going to cover the spread at the time, which was six and a half. And for the longest, they were doing that. <laughs> so, that one did not hit. But I did – I went 50% yeah. this weekend, too, because I had the Titans getting over one and a half total touchdowns. They scored two. So, yep. I mean, that worked out. So, yeah. that puts me at nine of 20. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so you're definitely still. Uh, I think I, I all I need is a couple good weeks really to catch up. Uh, but that's been best bets. Yeah. <laughs> so let's Pretty talk much. about Tannehill a little bit more now. And, and again, not betting advice. Oh yeah, definitely not betting. We actually forgot to say that on the last episode. But, <laughs> no, I think yeah. I said it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I was I was glad that you fit it in there because I <laughs> for, I forgot to say it. Uh, but uh, yeah, not betting advice. So you were talking about how in the first half. The passing looked a lot better. Well, I, I, I hadn't looked at the stats before we got on here. It looked better. That's what I was trying to tell you. You were like, the the passing game was looking good. I'm like, no, I, no, no, no. I said there is hope. There's hope for the passing <laughs> game without A.J. Burton. What it looked like to me was, excluding last week when Tannehill had four interceptions, really only – I think only two of those interceptions were actually on Tannehill for last week. Um, but the passing game over the last couple of weeks has maybe looked a little bit better than today, whereas today the run game looked a lot better. Oh, yeah, the looked looked run game better. looked great. Um, but Tannehill, he I missed. I think maybe there were just flashes that I saw that it, I was like, hey, that's like. that. That's exactly what it was because Tannehill missed on some throws. He overthrew Chester Rogers one time where even if he didn't get in, he was going to be very close to getting in the end zone. And just a, a couple things like that. Did not like his decision on that fourth down and goal whenever he ended up with the interception. So that's that's basically what I wanted to hit on is this was definitely not his best game. But with the way the Titans had the run game working – like, I, I don't know why they went away from it. And this is why I said earlier, going back to talking about, yes, the Patriots are a good team, but if these teams meet again and the Titans actually have guys back and are healthy, the reason I see it going different is because of Derrick Henry. You have Hilliard, who put up 131 yards on 12 carries, had to touch That down. is insane. You have Foreman, who had 19 carries for 109 yards. Tannehill did have five carries for 24 yards. And Blasting Game had three carries for six yards. So a total of 270 rush yards. So here's the biggest difference. 
teams, the Patriots did have eight guys in the box sometimes when the Titans were running, but it was a more spread out box. Like it wasn't close like it normally is when Derrick Henry's in there. And Derrick Henry makes all the difference because that'll make these Patriots defensive backs, if these teams were to play again, come up, try and stack the box more, and that opens up the pass game. It just That's why I think it'll be different. And, of course, having Julio and A.J. both back, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, just would, having would all make of that a huge talent back on the field. I mean. So, but it, overall, for the majority of the game, I was happy with how the Titans played. Yeah, I mean, I I think I was too. Um, here's what I want to say about Tannehill. I, from the flashes that I saw today, I'm confident in some of these receivers and their ability to step up when they're asked to. You know, I think that there's a bright future for Westbrook, who last year I would have not said that about. Um, I think that I don't. I don't know how I feel about Des Fitzpatrick. Um, but I think that I mean, he, he caught his only target. He caught his only target. For 14 yards. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yet, but there were times like with Dick Westbrook and I know he only had the one catch, but I even liked what I saw, uh, at times from Chester Rogers, uh, just as far as like things that I were, was able to catch route running wise and things like that. Um, and I, just the fact that those two guys can play special teams. The the biggest difference in today is you could tell that we had lower depth chart guys out there because, I mean, Titans only threw the ball 21 times, and there were a couple times that Tannehill was back there, the pressure was getting to him, and it was because no one was open. Yeah. Um, I mean. But, but I mean, I, I have – some hope for some of these guys, especially when you get some receivers here ahead of them on the right. depth chart. Just one or two guys. I mean, they they can – I'm confident in them as a number three, number four wide receiver. I don't think that the Titans need any more depth there. These guys are promising. Um, Tannehill, I don't think that he is the the Titans quarterback of the future. Um, I think if he makes it through the entirety of this contract, that's got to be it for him. And that's if he makes it through the entirety of this contract because he's just not picking up any slack from Derrick Henry not being on the field. And I know that he doesn't have his other wide receivers out here, but even when he did have A.J. Brown, it still didn't look great. Yeah, I... So for me, here's where I kind of stand. Do I still believe in Ryan Tannehill? Yes, I, I do right now because well, we and you have to. I do we, for the rest of the season. Like I'm holding out hope that he's going to look completely different and he's going to look just like he did last year when Derrick Henry comes back. Right. We but, have because you have to. We I mean, have, he's the guy for the rest of the season. Sorry. We we have not seen this Titans offense at full strength for like a whole game. Right. And let alone, of course, we haven't seen it throughout the season. The rotating door at offensive line that he's had to deal with through at points, the receiving targets that he's had, the rotation there that he's had to go through. And I know quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, 
are supposed to make the players around them better. Yes, but that at, is where I stand. But That's at, my problem with Tannehill. At the same time, it also comes back to play calling as well because you have to find a way for these guys to get open. I mean, if guys aren't getting open, then that's when Tannehill has to take more chances, try and fit it into tighter windows, and that's where some of these interceptions are coming from. So, I mean, that's things you have to factor in. This has just been a very difficult (laughs) year, mainly because of the injuries. My takeaway from this game, I didn't think the pass game looked all that great. The run game looked really good aside from the fumbles. It Like, if those would have been cleaned up, again, I feel like this is a completely different ball game that we're talking about. But it, it gives me hope because we've seen more from the passing game the last couple weeks. Hadn't seen a whole lot from the run game, and now the run game stepped up while the pass game took a step back. Now we just need them to just put them together. Just just put them together. If we can put them together, that's when this team is going to start rolling back in with some wins. And I believe they can do that because our defense is still playing at a high level. I, I don't care what this final score says. The the defense is doing everything they can to give the offense a chance. You don't and, even care about the negative two fantasy points they gave me. <laughs> no, I don't because you're playing me. <laughs> Um, and again, like I said, it was towards the end of the game, they just weren't wrapping up on their tackles. And really, they my key to the game was get Mac Jones off of his spot and don't let him have the underneath stuff. Like, don't just let him dink and dunk his way all the way down the field. And guess what he done? <laughs> he done exactly that. He just he dink and dunked his way all the way down the field. And he, like you said, he made some great throws down the field too. And one, Kevin Byard was so close to an interception this game. He just, he jumped too early. And that that could have been a game changer as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I do honestly believe, I did honestly believe going into this game that the Titans had a chance to win. I, I stand by that. And I know you said that this game went kind of like you thought it was going to. Yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, think that the Patriots would tack so many points on at the end, but right. it looked a lot like what I kind of imagined, except for I thought the stats would look a little bit better passing-wise. And like I mentioned, it's hard to beat a team when you lose the turnover battle that bad. Yeah. And nine turnovers – in the last two games, that is the main area where the Titans have to clean clean up their game because that's been the biggest difference. It, if they take better care of the ball, we're possibly talking about the Titans having two more wins versus two losses. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think that's that. Uh, do you have anything else? Just hoping that the team can go into this bye week and – really get well-rested, heal up a little bit. I think it's even going to be big for the coaching staff, especially Vrabel. I mean, this revolving door of new faces that they've had in the building, it, it's mentally taxing on them, not not including just going through an NFL season. 
it's a late bye week. Hopefully, we'll find out that maybe Julio will be coming back before the Jacksonville game after the bye week, and that would be big. That could help think that could help this team out a lot if he can get back. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean that's all that I've got. Um, you're good. Want to add in one more thing? Sorry, go, go ahead, Patriots fans. If you made it this far, again, I was not trying to offend y'all earlier, but for the most part of this game, either y'all played down to the Titans practice squad guys, or the Titans just are that good, even with their practice squad guys, that they stayed in this game. And I would like to see a rematch down the road. Yeah. You're going to add on one more thing? No, I'm good. Thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. This has been Titan's Time, and as always, tighten up.